CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... G. Marshall. Death is a much maligned figure, an unwelcome visitor to most, but to some he comes as a friend and a healer, much prayed for and sought. To them he is Johann Sebastian Bach's Tote, sweet death, who comes to bind up unbearable wounds. But not to everyone who prays for his soothing touch is he allowed. Some crimes are too great to be forgiven by death. You could handle it alone, Ted? Duck soup, Si. Just be ready to take off when I come out. I watched Ted saunter into the bank. Then nothing but waiting. When I finally heard them, like I guess I knew all along I was going to, I knew this was one heist which wasn't going to work. mystery drama, The Curse of Conscience, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Tony Roberts. It is sponsored in part by General Electric Citizen Band Radios and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Young, strong hands are clenched so tightly on the cell bars that all the blood is squeezed out of them, and the veins stand out dark and distended against the chalk-white skin. His eyes are glassy, and his voice has the edge of hysteria. His name is Simon Berman, or once was before he changed it for a number. And he is not alone. He is never, never alone. Anymore. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking around. She's sitting there waiting for me too, but I ain't biting. She just start talking to me, and I don't want that. That's the way it all began. But now it's all over. It's gotta be. She ain't there. She can't be. That's the way it is. She's just not there. Be ridiculous, Simon. Of course I'm here. No. You know it as well as I do. No. I'm never going to go away. So you might as well turn around. Oh, I, I don't want to start anything again. Very well. Suit yourself. But I won't ever go away. One thing I got to say is she don't change. I mean, she's like that old crumb in ancient history or something who wanted to get across the river. And the fool who let him climb on his back uh, never could get him off again. It's crazy. I mean, you know, who could have figured the way it began? A couple of years ago, I'm, I'm stuck in Cleveland. The town is dead. I mean, dead. You can't turn a buck doing nothing. So I pick up this girl, some Jane. I don't even remember her name now. She drags me into some church social. 
that's where I meet Cousin Anne. Hello, my dears. You uh, want some tickets to dance? Yeah, sure, ma'am. Uh, how much are they? Well, that's our theme of the evening, all for the church. Ten cents a dance. Yeah, well, I'll spring for a buck's worth. You might want our special two dollars to dance all night. Oh, gee, that's romantic. I say, dance all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, uh, give me two uh, two dollars special. Then. You'd uh, like some refreshments? We have a nice punch. No, thanks. No, just the dancing. Maybe after you've danced, you'd like a cool, refreshing drink. Uh, what is it? Lemonade? Well, that's what the church provides. <laughs> How much is it a shot? The church set a price of 25 cents a glass. Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll be back, ma'am. Okay, Candy? Oh, sure, Sally. Come on, let's dance. What do you say, Candy? Shall we uh, cut out? Oh, no. I'm having a good time. Aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, it's a two-bit church recreation hall and a jukebox. Uh, Stardust Ballroom, it ain't, you know. Well, if you want to take me somewhere better, like maybe the disco or one of the big hotel ballrooms. Well, I was figuring, like, uh, maybe I'd uh, take you home, you know. At nine o'clock in the evening? Oh, you promised me a big time. Yeah, 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 sure I did. But... I thought you were the big spender. What's your rush? You turn me on, Mama. Well, so that's all right, but, but a girl doesn't like to be rushed all that much, you know. Yeah, and if we hang around here for a while? Well, then maybe we could, like, you know, stop at your place. Ah, uh, no, I just had it painted. Look, uh, the place ain't fit to live in. I mean, how about your place? Well, uh... You got a roommate or something? Oh, no, but... Uh... Yeah, but what? Well, like, I don't even hardly know you. Hey, what do you want? My life history? Uh, fingerprints? Uh, social security number? Oh, come on. I don't need anything like that. I I, I can tell you, you're a real nice guy. So, uh, so after another dance, uh, we go to your place, huh? Oh, okay. Uh, but first, I, I gotta go to the, you know, and, like, when I get back, I could use some of that lemonade. You spring for some for us? Yeah, sure, so long as we got that deal, huh? Oh, you got it made, handsome. Time you get back, I'll be waiting for you over in the corner there. Go to my place. <laughs> That's a laugh. I'm down on my last double fin and a cardboard suitcase full of dirty laundry and a locker at the bus station. I gotta make some kind of score and I need a pad. That's where the doll comes in and I gotta play her along till I make some kind of connection. So I figure I can afford to invest four bits making her happy, and I, I mooch over to the old dame at the punch bowl. Well, young man, now would you like some punch? A uh, glass for my old lady, uh, anyways. Old lady? Yeah, the girl I was with, ma'am, you know. Oh. Well, now, maybe you ought to try some yourself first. No, no, that's all right. I uh, don't go in much for, uh, you know, uh, soft drinks. You might like this. <laughs> try it. We'll make it on the house. On the house, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I never refuse a lady. <coughs> That's lemonade. What kind of church dance is this? Oh, I have them once a month. Most of the customers are regular. Yeah, well, I can see why. Would you, um, would you like another? You wouldn't have to twist my arm. 
Hmm. Thanks. Here's, uh, here's looking at you. And I'll take uh, one more and two for my girlfriend, huh? I thought I'd make a sale. There. And there. Let's see now. That's um, one on the house. Two for you and two for the young lady. Mm-hmm. That'll be uh, $4, please. Four dollars. Hey, uh, uh, look, I thought you said a quarter. Uh, there was there was a sign. Up. That was before the punch was uh, uh, spiked. Yeah, well, look, I I ain't got that kind of dough. Oh dear, I hope you're not going to you're not going to welch. You've drunk two glasses, you know. I'd hate to have to turn you over to the boys. The the boys? They're such nice boys to play at such a brutal game. And they have the church hall here Wednesday. For their karate class. Uh, Cousin Anne, look if I may call you that. Oh, yes, please do. Everybody does. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, from, uh, from one, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, you are something else. Well, thank you. That's quite a compliment for an old lady in her 85th year. Are you 85? I said year, 84. Please don't rush me as... I must you. The four dollars, please. Well, uh, except for some change, all I got is a ten dollar bill. Oh, I can make change. You win. Wonder what happened to my girl. Where did she go? The, uh, uh, the powder room. Oh, I can find out for you. Uh, would you mind running my stand till I come back? Uh, here's your six dollars change. Hey, you trust me with this? Why shouldn't I? Are you all right, my dear? What? Oh, oh, yes, thank you. Uh, Cousin Anne. Oh, I'm Candy Minton. Well, why did you ask if I was all right? Oh, well, because uh, your young man was worried about you. Oh, he's I... not my young man. I, I just came with him and I... And now I... you're sorry you did, huh? I didn't say that. You didn't have to. He's a bit of a swinger. Is that what it is, Candy? Yeah. Like, well, like he, he wants to take me home, see? Well, naturally. Yeah, but you don't see it. I I live alone, you know, and I can feel this is like he's trouble, and I don't want any. Fascinating. How do you know? Well, I I wasn't born yesterday. I, I know his type by now. He's some kind of drifter. Deadbeat, I, I don't know what. All you got to do is look in his eyes. This dude is trouble. Oh, I don't think so. Seemed like quite a nice boy to me. Oh, don't let him fool you. I think he's just lonely. Maybe a bit scared. Oh, not him. But what am I going to do? Well, if you if you want to go home without him, nothing's easier. But I can't slip him. I, I just know it. He's... He's watching for me to come out. Well, he won't be when you do. I'll make sure of that. How? Very simple. I'm going out now, and I'm going to ask him to dance with me. (laughs) Dance with you? Why not? I've always been a very good dancer. Just a minute. How nice. Just my speed and right on cue. (laughs) They're playing a waltz. Now, Candy, while he's dancing with me, you watch. And when you get the chance, duck down the back car to the rear door, and out of his life, he won't see you, I guarantee. 
I'll keep him busy. I'm standing by the punch bowl when this uh, wrinkled-up little prune blows back, almost catching me sneaking the last drink in the bowl. I figure the best defense is attack since I see she's uh, alone. Hey, uh, where's my girl? Oh, she's um, otherwise engaged for the moment. Well, I see the bowl is empty. I'm not surprised. Well, I've been doing a Russian business here. Uh, let's see, uh, 23 bucks. Thank you. Well, that frees me from my duties. So while we're waiting for your young lady, why don't you ask me to dance? To dance? They're playing a waltz. My favorite. Uh, well, I ain't much on that kind of dancing, cousin. You know. Cousin Anne, please use my name. And there's no problem. I can show you very easily. Hey, hey, you know, you dance pretty good. So do you. Um, uh, Sigh. Is that with a C? Uh, no, it's with an S. You know, for Simon. Simon. Oh, I might have known it. He looks so much like him. It's almost as if he were alive all over again. Uh, some guy you know named Simon? No, his name was Peter. But that's just the same, isn't it? Oh, dig it. Oh, it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. It all just seems as though it's fated, Si. What's that? that I should command you as our Lord did to the man Simon called Peter to follow me. Where? Oh, I would hope your salvation. Well, now, that's sort of a rocker for a number one man whose life is dedicated to the pursuit of the easy buck, isn't it? To say nothing of the fact that he's a man who doesn't need an elastic conscience. Because in his life to date, he's never needed one at all. Just how do you suppose he'll make out if he ever has to use one? Let's see when I return with Act Two. dark, handsome boy dances with a little sparrow bird of a woman. A half a century lies between them. The boy, for all his easy carriage, is a coiled spring, tensed, dangerous. His agate bright eyes, afraid and menacing, behind the surface charm. The little old lady is serene and unafraid, with the dauntless armor of extreme age and inner faith. An ill-assorted couple, joined by an accident of fate, which can lead only to disaster. You're too much for me, Cousin Anne. I don't think so, Simon. Maybe just enough for at least what you need. You're up against it, aren't you? Come again? You're broke. Practically down to your last dime. And you're looking for a meal ticket. Lady, you fracture me, you know? I mean, how's an old woman like you know where anything's at? <laughs> I put in my apprenticeship finding out. I've lived a lot of years. Yeah, in the past. Oh, I'm still here. You'll have to tell me if I'm right. I think you've run out the string side. 
That ten bucks I changed for you was your last line of defense. Hey, what is this? I know I'm right, and so do you. And this girl tonight, she was just a means to an end, a place to spend the night on. What do you, what do you mean, uh, was? Hey, look, I, I gotta find her on a... She isn't here anymore. How do you know? Well, you scared her. She wanted to go home. And she's gone, alone. I'm sorry if I broke up your date, but it really was for the best. I'm glad you figure it that way. Now, before you get too mad, why don't you listen to me? Yeah, listen to what? I don't have a date. So you can be mine. The party's over, Simon. Will you see me home? I never figured this. Me, walking a little old bundle of bones, couldn't weigh over 85 pounds soaking wet home. But what else have I got going for me, you know? So, that's my proposition. Now, how does it feel for a change? What do you mean, uh, change? <laughs> well, aren't you the one who usually makes the proposition? <laughs> i say it again, Cousin Ann. You are really something else. Something else from you, Simon, baby. I'd like you to cross over and join my world. Well, what's your world? Well, I told you. The way to salvation. You mean you're ready to take me in? Uh, you stake me till I find a job? Get back on my feet? But what's the payoff? Payoff? What am I letting myself in for? What, what have I got to pay back? Oh, nothing really except companionship and maybe sort of the miracle of a memory coming alive. Even only a little while. You're so like him, Simon. Well, here we are home. We can say good night and you keep on walking, or you come in with me and make it yours, too. You're taking some risk. <laughs> At 85. Uh, 84. <laughs> you uh, really want me to come stay with you? I really do, Simon. I think it would be very good for both of us. I got a suitcase down at the bus station with my things. I could go fetch it and come back. You do that. And I'll have a nice little supper waiting for you by the time you come back, Peter. I, I mean, Simon. This'll be your room, Simon. With your own bath right across the hall. Put out towels for you. Oh, uh, th there's a closet over there. And whenever you're ready, I have a little surprise for you. Keep it hot in the kitchen. Yeah, well, I can unpack later. Uh, why don't I come on down with you now? Whatever you want. From now on, you're home. You buy this? You can see this happen? I had to shake all the cobwebs from that loaded punch out of my head to make sure it was for real, and I... And I'd fallen knee-deep in it. Suddenly I was cold sober. And I knew I'd hit the jackpot if I just played it right. I washed my face quickly. I combed my hair. and went down to supper in the kitchen. More coffee? As much as you want. How is the pizza? Oh, it's the most. I don't eat it myself. I really don't remember just why I bought it. Maybe someone nudged my elbow. Huh? Well, since it wasn't my idea, it 
It must have come from above. I don't think you crossed my path by accident. Mm. I don't know what else. Well, you don't believe in him as easily as I do. Yeah, you know, religion uh, ain't my speed. Perhaps not yet. Oh, you're so like him. We're back to Peter again, huh? Simon called Peter. Does that upset you? Yeah, well, you know, I kind of like to be number one guy. Who was this Peter guy, anyway? It was the man I should have married. The man I should have made marry me. I was too romantic for our own good, so I just let him walk out of my life. Uh, he ditched you? No, not exactly. No, he had another appointment, which kept him in, in France. Villa Wood, near Chateau Thierry. Yeah, that's what I say, another day. No. No, a gentleman with a scythe. Huh? Death, Simon. Death. In the Dark Ages, long before you were born, May 27th, 1918, a German machine gun cut him down. Peter. Peter Hurst who should have been my husband, except that he refused to marry. Why? Oh, just exactly because of what happened. When he marched away to war, he had a premonition he'd never come back. He thought that 28 would be too young for a widow. And I was fool enough to let him have his way. Well, I don't know, Cousin Anne. Uh, maybe he pegged it right. No sense for making a... Well, you know, like uh, making a commitment to some poor Joe couldn't be around. Now, this way, he lets you swing free. You know what I mean? If we'd been married, we'd have been together. And if we'd been together, I know we'd have had a child. This way, I was left with nothing. You mean you never... Nothing to bother about. Yet. But if I had had that child, he might have looked just like you. Oh, come on, Cousin Annie. BBB would have been old enough to be my father. I could have been a girl. Either way, I might have ended up with a grandson. <laughs> I ain't a guy. No, not yet. Huh? Oh, forget that. Now, the first thing to do is get you a job, isn't it? Well, how would you like to work in a bank? Bank? Yes, Mr. Gillette is the man who handles my affairs. I'm sure if I recommended you, he might find something for you. Should I recommend you, Simon? Why not? Oh, I'm the one who was asking the questions. I mean, can you be trusted? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, uh, what do you think I want to heist the joint? Well, I'd like to feel that I could be sure you wouldn't. I told you. I was interested in your salvation. I get a job at the bank. Interest clerk in the savings department. Huh. And I lived with Cousin Anne, and she, she tried to make my peace with her God. And uh, maybe it wasn't all con, because she sort of got to me, you know. And who knows, the way things could have gone, except for Ted Slade turning up one day. Hey, man, I've been waiting for you. Yeah? Huh. You don't recognize me? Ted. Ted yeah. Slade. Yeah, I know. Hey, where are you heading? It's my lunch hour. I got some place to grab a fast sandwich. Okay. I'll walk with you. 
Hey, working that joint? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I never thought I'd see you go square. I gotta eat. Yeah. Best you could do. It ain't like that. So how is it? Tell me. Shut up. Oh, just figured you for a little inside info. Yeah? About what? Mm, the way banks work. Like uh, since you're on the inside. What do you got in mind? Hey, I'll buy you lunch. Maybe we could get our heads together, huh? I'm not copping out. I'm not trying to duck it. I, I knew as well as Ted did where he was heading, you know. We we were both main chance boys, and the way it stacked up, whatever religion I'd got kind of, like, melted. It all looked so easy. Ah, who's trying to knock off your bank, Chalmer? Yeah, then what? Well, I've cased this little neighborhood bank corner of Stillwell and Seven. Same pattern as yours. Now, Friday should be the big day when the cash is still alive, not buried in the vault. You drive. That's all the risk you take. I pay off one-third. Yeah, is it worth it? <laughs> you gotta know it is. That's payday for the consolidated machine plant. There's like 150000 riding on this. You want in? You got me. I want in. When? Next Friday. Take off sick. In the morning, you pick up the getaway car. From then on in, it's smooth sailing. Sure, I should have told him to get lost, you know? You think I don't know that? But there were other things going for me right then. Like I was broke. And anyway, I, I had a grab at it. What did you say? Cousin Ann? Oh, come on. She was just a lucky break I'd latched on to. Or was she? Wasn't she maybe a... I don't know what to call it, like... Maybe a force that was shoving me into a corner. I couldn't break out of it. See, so maybe Ted was handing me a brass ring. I, I could grab it and I could get off the merry-go-round. Wrong or right. I grabbed it. You okay? Sure. All right, I'm going out now. I just saw a consolidator make the big deposit. Yeah, you can handle it alone? <laughs> Duck soup. You just hold fast. Be ready to take off when I come out. No rough stuff? Hey, you playing with children. Not unless there has to be. Hang in there, partner. I saw him saunter into the bank. Then nothing. But the waiting. When I finally heard them, like... Like I guess I knew all along I was going to. That this was one heist which wasn't going to work. No problem. I shoved that getaway car into gear and took off. I junked it four blocks away. and went back meekly to my job as interest clerk. But I knew right then... No matter how it went, I had to get out. Even away from Cousin Ann. Oh, terrible. What a waste. Hmm? A young man robbing a bank, shot to death. And what for? Let me see. Ted Slade. Oh, did you know him? 
I'm uh, just uh, reading his name here in a paper. Where? Yeah, right there. Oh, oh, at the end of the story, I hadn't got that far. Police speculated that the robber could not have been alone. Mrs. James C. Nielsen, returning from lunch, remembers a gray sedan sitting near the bank with its engine running. A search is being made for the car and a possible driver. Oh, what a terrible thing. A young man throwing away his life for a, a few dollars. You wouldn't have to do that, Simon. Huh? You have a future if you want it with me. May not be much, but all I have when I die is going to you. And I just hope you're willing to wait. But I wasn't. And I was too scared some smart cop would get a make on me. And I was long past being Mama's boy. So that night, I picked up stakes and I took off for the Big Apple. If you want to get lost, where else is better than New York? And I thought I'd said goodbye to Cousin Anne forever. Sooner or later, every grifter, every guy with an angle gravitates to New York. The city isn't to blame. It's just so big that, like blotting paper, it absorbs and disidentifies anyone who wants to become anonymous. A petty crook like Sai could have remained forever that way if... But that's the story. So we'll save that till I return shortly with Act Three. months in New York have not been very kind to Cy Berman. Oh, he has a new girl. There's always a girl in the life of a man like Cy, but what he doesn't have is money, or what he would call a connection to raise any. Worse than that, he's in the hands of the loan sharks, so he's not at his best this morning. Lou! Hey, Lou! Yes, Cy. What is it? That devil is that racket. Oh, they're tearing down the building next door. They've been at it since 8 o'clock this morning. Shut the window, will you? Put down the noise. Oh, the place will get like a steam bear. I don't care. I'd rather sweat than have my brain scrambled. Come on, move it. Do what I say. Yes, yeah, sure, Ty. Sure, don't, don't slip. Hmm. Hmm. How's that? Vibration's still enough to knock my head off. I need a drink. Where's the bottle? I threw it out. What? Now, take it easy, Cy. You'll knock me up again. It was empty. You've been hitting it again? Oh, I know. You, you knocked it off yourself last night. Please, you're hurting me. I ought to lay one across you. Go on. Get out of here. Get me another one. Oh, what'll I use for money? We clean again? You ought to know. Oh, jeez. What are we going to do, Cy? I don't know. I can't get nowhere. Well, if it hadn't been for me, we'd have been on welfare the past month and a half. Sure, sure. Big deal your brother rung me in on. Get me in the hands of the loan sharks. How am I going to dig myself out of that, huh? Oh, if you could only get something going. Yeah, not legitimate, that's for sure. You know, I'm never going to dig myself out that. Who's that? I don't know. Maybe Sal. Yeah? Give me my gun just in case. Now, don't go off like a rocket, Cy. I'm sure it's only my brother. Yeah, I'm not taking any chances. Who is it? It's Sal. You alone? Sure. What do you think? You better be. I'm nervous. I'm real edgy. Open that door, Cy. Go ahead, Lou. Open it up. 
Uh, you put the gun away, Si. I'm alone. This time. What do you want? You're overdue, Si. Oh, I haven't got it. Well, you'd better get it. You know, the man gets nervous when it goes over a grab. A thousand bucks? Mm-hmm. Hey, I only filed three bills. Well, that's the way it is with interest. <laughs> it mounts up. How am I going to get that kind of dough? Search me. But if I was you, I'd, I'd get it. I mean, by Monday next week. That's all the time you got. Oh, Sal, can't you give him a break? You're my brother, after all. Lou, hon, there ain't no family connections with the man. Now, I am just a messenger. It's my neck or sides. So who do you figure I'm going to look out for? Yeah, but he hasn't got it, honest. Well, he'd better find some way to get it. Hey, ain't you got no family you can put the bee on, huh, Si? Nah, I've been on my own ever since I was a... Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe there is a way. It took me pretty near ten minutes on the phone to get Cousin Ann to stop trying to hang up on me. She sure soured on me the way I walked out on her. But when the chips are down, I can wheedle with the best. Being very foolish, Simon. But that's another privilege of old age. Do you want to come home again? Oh, more than anything, Cousin Anne. But, well, only I can't, see? What's the matter? You're in trouble? Yeah. With, with the police? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. Well, a girl? Well, no, I, I don't have any trouble with them. Yes, I don't imagine you do. Well, what is it, then? I, I was very foolish. See, I, I had to live. I'm, I'm in hock. You mean you owe money? Yeah, you can say that again. Well, how much? A thousand dollars. But maybe I could, I could stave them off, you know, uh, with less. You're asking me for the money, Simon? Just, just as a loan. Oh, but you'd rather have it as a gift, huh? Oh, well, you you know, you once said something about putting me in your will. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure rather have it now, you know. thousand dollars? you got to help me, uh, Cousin Ann, please. Well, give me your New York address and phone number, Simon, and I, I'll think it over. I guess I don't have to tell nobody how I sweated out the next couple of days. Like, uh, I must have jumped a foot every time the phone rang. And I had Lou running up and down the stairs ten times a day looking for the mail. Who's that, Lou? Search me. But they said I had till Monday. I still got time. Yeah? Yeah, who is it? It's Cousin Ann, Simon. Will you come down and, and help me with my bag, please? Who is it? It's Cousin Ann. What the devil's she doing here in New York? So, this is how you're living. Uh, yeah, it's the best I've been able to manage. Well, now that Cousin Ann is here, we'll see if we can't improve things for you. You mean, uh, you brought the... I mean, uh... I mean the money? Now, that's something we can discuss when I get settled in. (laughs) I want us to enjoy my visit while I'm here, before we go back to Cleveland. The next few days was enough to get me annoyed enough to murder this old babe. Like it gets to be Saturday, and I sneak out of the house to phone Lou from a booth and let her know how the land lays, see? Sally ain't here right now, Si. Nothing he could do anyways. 
Hey, look, Lou, don't be mad at me. I'm just trying to play the angles. Only nothing pays off. She hasn't come up with the dough? Nah. She says it's uh, usury and uh, it's against the law. She 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 wanted to bring in the cops. Oh, no. Yeah. It was all I could do to stop her. Lou, what am I going to do? Don't tell me you've run out of snake oil, Sean boy. Hey, you awful. Yeah. I tell you, I'm scared silly. And what's driving me bananas is all she's got to do is write a check and I'm home free. I've only got today and tomorrow to make her see reason. If she doesn't come through, I'm going to murder her. Oh, there you are, Simon. I didn't know where you'd got to. I was afraid you'd forgotten our little trip to the Metropolitan Art Museum today. Look, uh, Cousin Ann, uh, maybe this trip here is a big blast to you, but uh, with me, it's uh, life and death. I got less than 24 hours to come up with a thousand big ones or else I'm going to get hurt. I'm hurt bad. I gotta know. You're going to give it to me or not? I have no intention of having any traffic with crooks and criminals or of condoning usury. I am not going to pay it and neither are you. What? The matter is in much better hands than ours, Simon. And that's the last I intend to say about it. Whose hands? You think this is something that uh, that guy you prayed to is going to take care of? I have no doubt in the last analysis. I am sure when we go to church tomorrow, he will answer my prayers. There's a right way and a wrong way to go about things. Now you listen to me, Simon. No. Oh, I... no, you listen to me, you silly old doll. You're going to make that payoff. You see this? Yes, it's a pistol. Yeah, with real bullets. One of which, so help me, is going to make you very dead if you don't sit down and write me a check for that thousand. I can't do that, Simon. You better, cousin. I am not kidding. I'm desperate. I, I, it, it wouldn't do any good even if, if I had a check, which I haven't. I haven't even a bank account. And I haven't any money. Certainly not a thousand dollars. What are you talking about? You're loaded. I have a small insurance annuity policy. Which pays me barely enough to live on. Yeah, but the, but the house... Oh, I don't own that. The church has been kind enough to let me use it these last years rent-free in return... But you said I'd be in your will. You are, but well, it's only a few dollars that I thought might help. Why, you silly old fraud. You led me down a garden path. And because of you, I'm going to get my brains knocked out. I could kill you for that. Only you won't. Because God wouldn't allow a boy like you. Damn you. And your... Uh, uh. <gasps> oh. Oh, no. Co- cousin Ann, look. And me. Please, drop your gun and open up. When the door opens, you better have your hands up. Cover your head. Okay. Okay, I dropped the gun. Uh, I'm opening up. That's nice, buddy. Just hold it like that. See to the old lady there. Right, sir. How did you know to be here? We weren't looking for homicide, buddy. Just answering a complaint at the precinct two days back by the old lady. Something about usury and loan shocks. We just came by to check it out. What's the matter, Crumb? She didn't want to pay off? They had me dead to rights. They threw the book at me. Maximum security. Solitary. 
The night I arrived here in jail, so did Cousin Ann. I was getting ready to turn in, washing my face. As I reached for the towel, there she was, sitting on the bed, knitting on something. Hello, Simon. What are you doing here? Keeping you company. Yeah, but you, you can't. You're dead. Oh, no. No, you took my life in the midst of a deception. And my punishment is I cannot die till you do. We're going to be together a long time. No. 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 Get me out of here. Go on. Go on. Get me out. I can't stand it. I'd rather die. I'd rather be dead. Not a pleasant story, I'm sorry to say. But then Simon Berman wasn't, uh, I should say isn't, a very pleasant character. So perhaps the punishment fits the crime. You'll have a long, long time to learn with Hamlet that conscience doth make cowards of us all. I'll be back shortly. I guess I'm lucky. My family's always been healthy. Oh, a touch of constipation now and then. But we've got X-Lax for that. When you need a laxative, shouldn't your first choice be the one more families buy than any other? That's today's X-Lax. Families like the chocolatey taste. You like the way X-Lax works gently overnight for relief in the morning. Next time, make gentle chocolatey X-Lax your first choice for occasional use only as directed. We've always been healthy, and X-Lax is part of that. Remember your last hay fever attack? Your medicine turned out to be just antihistamine. Next time, arm yourself with ARM, allergy relief medicine. One tablet helps itching, dripping, sneezing, then does what your plain antihistamine won't do for congestion relief, even in your sinuses. Remember, don't give up. Arm yourself with ARM. Get antihistamine relief and more. Take ARM when needed, only as directed. Berman is no longer housed on death row. He lives part of the time in a padded cell when he doesn't have to be confined to a straitjacket in his own room. They've even given up treatments. No form of therapy helps. He lives in his private world with only one other companion, a gentle ghost named Cousin Anne, whose kindly presence, far from soothing him, has driven him mad. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Mary Jane Higby, Bryna Rayburn, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>